you just need to pray more. This kind of had its history, the, the, the whole subject, because I remember as a young man struggling with the, the, the sins that young men struggle with. They actually don't go away with age, do they? Um, uh, you know, all the stuff that, uh, that we deal with, whether it be um, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I guess, is the way it was put for us there earlier in the great video. But I remember saying, you know, I'm not doing really well in this area and going to my pastor, and I'm not really doing well in this area. And, you know, they, you know, I had two subjects that I was most interested in, sports and women, you know. And um, he said, well, you just need to pray more. And I'd pray more, and uh, it didn't help, you know. Still had these other issues. And, you know, the thing is, there's got to be a different answer to that. So, that's what I want to talk about, okay? Now, whenever we approach the subject of prayer, real quick, I want to get a couple of things off the table that might be rattling around up there somewhere, um, figuratively speaking, of course. Uh, whenever we bring up the subject of prayer, people often say, well, you know, I don't even get the whole prayer thing. I don't, I, why, why do we even pray? If God knows everything, why do we even pray? Why do we need to pray? Well, first of all, keep in mind, the Bible tells us we should pray, repeatedly tells us we should pray. But there are many things about prayer that you will never understand, and we just that's not our subject today, but I want to just address it very quickly whenever I talk about prayer. I think it's important to talk about. Uh, there are many things we're never going to understand totally about prayer, in terms of the whole, all, the, all the things that God's doing, what it does, and so forth. Let me give you a quote from the great preacher Spurgeon in the 1800s. It hasn't been granted to us to understand fully the mysterious relationship between the eternal counsels of God, the promises of God, and the cries of His people, nor is it necessary that we understand. There's just some things we're not going to understand. And that's just how it is. Doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Doesn't mean we shouldn't you know, study and, and, and read and, and, and seek and talk about that. Some great discussions about it. But there are some things, particularly in the area of prayer, that's just going to be very difficult to understand that we never will. The, and the whole relationship of prayer with things happening and, and God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and, and, and how that all comes down in, in terms of answering our prayers. There are just some things we're not going to quite understand because we're humans. A great quote that I've used, uh, I used in our prayer series a couple years ago, and I used it every Sunday uh, from John Chris. Uh, it's a great quote. A comprehensible God is no God at all. We can't always comprehend everything that God does. And if He did, He wouldn't be God. We want, we want Him to act and operate like we are. You know, and, and so we can kind of put Him in a box and so forth. And, and He's not. He's not like, thank God, He's not like me or you. You know, He's God. And an incomprehensible God, um, right, a comprehensible God is no God at all. So it's just a good thing to kind of put in the back of your mind and remember that when it starts dealing with some of those heavy, heavy questions that we often have, particularly as it comes to prayer. Now, back to this subject, toxic prayer. You just need to pray more. So back to my story where I'm just sitting here saying, you know, hey, pastor, you know, you know, what's going on, what's going on, you know, she looks so good and she looks so good. You know, what's the, what's the deal? You say, oh, you mean you were like that? No, I wouldn't lie. I'm talking about somebody else. Um, my friend, everybody has a friend. My friend was like that. Um, you got to pray more. You know, and after a while, you're like, what am I doing wrong here? I'm not praying right. You know, what am I doing wrong? What, what, what's going on here? Um, the toxicity of this belief is, you start, you know, and then, and then somebody told me, oh, this was much later, but somebody said, well, you've got, you, you got to pray for an hour a day. Pray. Solid prayer. And then read your Bible after that, but you pray for an hour. Not read your Bible and listen to something 
and do that. But you pray, solid. You know, and I tried to try to do that. Prayed for everybody I knew. Looked up at the clock. Fifteen minutes gone by. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I prayed for him again. You know, um, listen, that's not quite how it works. Listen, if you've got an hour that you can spend, like my friend does, that's great. Whether you're praying or whether you're listening or whether you're listening to messages or reading other stuff, that's terrific. You know? when you, that's pretty intense. You've got to pray this much, much time. Because then all of a sudden, the, toxic, the, the toxicity of that is you start counting time. And, and, and instead of what you're really supposed to be doing. So that doesn't really help. And then it, it, it becomes almost a performance. You lack authenticity. Um, it becomes just, you know, something that you do. You know, one of the most honest prayers I've ever prayed here, publicly, hopefully all my prayers are honest. But one Sunday morning, if you were, some of you, this was a couple of years ago, um, and I did, the, when I greeted, before Clay came, I did the greeting and everything. And I, my first prayer, I, my first thought, I just, just, just who I am, just blurted out. I just prayed, God help us with all of our crap. That's what I prayed. Anybody, here, anybody remember that? Somebody remember that? They all left, just a couple of them. The rest of them went down to that other church, I guess. They didn't want to hear me talk. Anyway, um, you know, I was real honest. I, I really shouldn't talk like that uh, publicly or maybe privately, we could argue. But, but um, that was just an honest prayer, you see. And, 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 that was, that's, and you know what? Here's the other issue with that. You think God doesn't know what I'm thinking? You think I can utter a few words or think a few words in the back of my mind? And, and you know, I'm not going to say that. You think God doesn't know that? So we, authenticity is just so important and honesty as we approach this stuff, and that there aren't any formulas here. And, and the other thing is, a person's spiritual character then, and this toxic belief, their spiritual character then is based on how long they pray or how much they pray. Side story to that. True story. You're not going to believe this story. Um, a guy in my last church where I was pastor, I've only been pastor of three churches, so it's not like I've been around, uh, church in Vail. This was like in the mid-90s. And a guy from here, who's still a friend, he comes and visits here every now and then because they don't live too far from here. And he, they have a second home in Colorado. And, and he had gotten, and this, this thing came down, long story, but the short, the short version is a guy in the church who lived, in, who lived there in Colorado and Vale had talked to this guy who's done pretty well about investing in a business, new business venture that he was getting ready to get into. And you know where, the, you know where this is going, right? This is not going to have a happy ending, right? And uh, so my friend from here... Um, invested like $30,000. I remember the number. I mean, to him, not a lot of money, but it was significant. And, uh, and as, to make a long story very short, it pretty much disappeared. Business didn't work, everything. So, they, and that's when they got me involved, and I tried to be peacemaker and try to help. And it, was, it worked out okay. It wasn't great, but we were able to work through it, mainly because my friend from here was very gracious and, and uh, didn't get off crazy, and he could have had every right to get a little crazy about it, but he didn't. And a whole bunch of other things about that, I'm not going to tell you, it's just too long, but, but, but here's what happened. So it, it, we were over, about a month later, we were playing golf. My friend from here, who had, who had invested this 30000 it was not a loan, it was an investment. And we are playing golf, and I said to him, I said, hey, I said, I can ask you a question. I said, what the, what the heck were you thinking? I mean, I, you know, obviously, I'm looking, I'm looking at it in, in, you know, hindsight now, but I said, what were you thinking? That thing, that thing, I mean, I don't know business, but I could tell you, that was a boondoggle. He said, you know what I was thinking? You want me to tell you the honest truth? I said, yeah, I want you to tell me the honest truth. He said, I had, he mentioned the other guy's name. He said, I looked, you know, one day I looked at his Bible, 
You're not gonna he says, and I looked and saw how many notes and how many notations and how much he had underlined. And it was like, I thought, he said, I know this is stupid and you're going to make fun of me. And I did. But he said, he, he said, I couldn't believe all those notes in that Bible. And I thought, this guy has got to be good. He's got to be. And I'm like, I'm not believing I just heard that. And he said, I know. You know and I have a good enough relationship with him where I could chide him a little bit. But I mean, that, that was this true story, see? Now, that's exactly the same type of thing when we start talking about prayer. Oh, this guy prays all the time, you know? Well, what's going on here inside? That's the real issue here. And that's what Jesus is concerned about. So it's not about style. It's not about length. It's not about how you use your words. I have a friend who prays whenever he prays. It's so funny. And I, I don't say much, but I mean, he, whenever he prays out loud while I'm around it, so we thank thee, God. You know, it's always thee and thou. And uh, one day I did say something, I did say a little something to him. I, I said something like, gosh, you know, I, you know, I, I guess I'd forgotten that, that God only understands King James English, man. That's good. Anyway, he, we, we're, we're still friends. Anyway, it's not about language. And that's fine if you have You know, listen, that's fine if you want to do that. But the point is, none of that, there's no formula, okay? There's no prescription. Let's look, just, just Jesus, real three, real, real simple Quick things. I'm going to show it to you real quick. Um, some of it you'll know. Maybe some of it you won't. I don't know. First thing is real simple. Prayer is about you and God. That's just very simple. Prayer is about you and God. Um, Jesus says it this way, Matthew chapter 6. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth that that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away, to, uh, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. Prayer is a very intimate thing. And I honestly understand when, some, when you ask, we don't do that much here, but when you might ask somebody to pray out loud in a group, sometimes people will say, you know, I, I just I don't want to do that. I understand that. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's a very intimate thing, and you may not be comfortable doing that out loud, even with your, with your mate. You should, I think. I don't think you have to, because it's a very personal thing. It's a very private thing, and it's different for all of us. You know, so it's very important, but it's between you and God. Prayer's between you and God. Somebody, somebody um, some time ago, we were here, and, and somebody had to open, one of the musicians had to open the service in prayer, and he, and he told me, he said, I've never really really prayed publicly before. I said, hey, let's talk to God. And if they don't like it, or if they can't, you know, don't, who cares? You're talking to God. So that's the issue here. Don't, don't, don't miss that. Now, you might have some people in your life, hopefully you do, where you, maybe it's your mate, maybe it's, your mate, maybe it's a close friend, maybe, it's a, maybe you have a little group that you pray with. That's great if you have that. That's terrific. Um, but Maybe you're part of that. Some of those, I know people who've been part of those groups, they still weren't comfortable praying out loud, but they prayed silently with everybody else. That's fine too. You, you just can't get really crazy about this. Everybody has to do it this way. And uh, we have a prayer team here, email type thing. And uh, if you ever have a request, but need, somebody needs prayer, uh, there are a number of people, including me, who you can send the uh, email to. And, uh, and, and we do that. Usually it's just, they meet once a month, but usually it's just you get it on your computer and you just you, you pray. And I, I, every time, every one I look at, sometimes I know them, sometimes I don't. And sometimes my prayer is just, Lord, I don't know who these people are, but help them and help them and help heal them or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, just a, a simple, quick prayer for them. Sometimes that's just, that's, that's what we, we do as well whether it's individually or 
corporately or, or whatever. So, it's between you and God. That's, that's the first thing, simple thing. Second thing, prayer is about an engaged mind. Second thing, prayer is about an engaged mind. Now watch this. Next verse of Matthew goes like this, 6, 7. When you pray, don't babble on and on as other people of other religions do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Well, that's pretty, that's pretty pointed, isn't it? You don't have to pray certain words. And you, know, you don't just say it, to say it over and over and over again. You know, and that's, that's a real important issue. Sometimes in some churches, they'll say, well, you need to go say this so many times or do this so many Jesus says, that's not really the point. Your mind needs to be engaged here. You know, um, Spurgeon, again, said this, true prayer is measured by weight, not by length. A single groan before God may have, the, may have more fullness of prayer in it than a, than a fine oration of great length. That's an important point for me. Some of our best prayers are those prayers where we just, maybe just, oh God, help. That, and that, that's so good to know because God does know our heart and he wants us to cry out to him at those times and whatever's going on. It's an engaged mind. You think about what you're saying. And, and you might, we're going to see in just a moment, you might be persistent, but you don't just mindlessly, you know, babble on for the sake of, you know, hearing your own voice or thinking God's going to do something as a result of that. You know, um, mark it down, think about it. Going through the motions only works in a workout, okay? Now, I, you know, I, I said that this morning in some trainer after one of the services stopped me. I said, well, you know, that's not really true. You're really supposed to. I do Pilates. You know, I, said, I, said, I said, let me tell you something. If I, get on, if I get on a stinking elliptical machine, which is what I like to do at my new health club that's amazingly crazy and cool and all that, if I like get on an elliptical and I go for five miles as hard as I can go, I said, and my mind's not in it, it's still doing me some good. Well, you got a point there. I'm getting, I'm getting some bad feedback from a trainer right here. Anyway, <laughs> you get the point. Working out is about the only thing you can do mindlessly that you can get some deal. You can get some good out of some good prayer. No, it's right with your marriage. No, not much. You got to be, you got to be engaged with that thing. You got to be engaged with this 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 just talking to God, just being honest, being straightforward with Him. Third thing, prayer is about persistency. It's about persistency. Now, wait a minute, didn't you, just, didn't you just read those words from Jesus that says, um, you know, don't babble on. People think their prayers will be answered merely by the repeating of their words again and again. Didn't you just read that? Yeah, I did. But now I'm talking about a different thing. That was mindless repetition. This is persistency. Your prayers are to be persistent, not repetitious. Let me show you what I mean. Another, another story that Jesus tells from the, uh, from the Gospel of Luke. One day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show that they should always pray and never give up. Verse 2, there was a judge in a certain city, he said, who neither feared God nor cared about people. Well, that must have been an appointment, right? No, I didn't say that. Okay. I, I said, nah, appointment. I didn't say who. Okay, just, I'm kidding. Talking about, talking about presidential appointments for judges, never mind. 
over your head. He didn't care about that. Um, too political. No, anyway, so this is, this is a bad judge, all right? They're, they're out there. And, uh, and he just says, this guy neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow from that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice to this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people. I love this judge. But this woman's driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she's wearing me out with her constant request. That's the story Jesus gives. Then the Lord says, learn the lesson from this unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think God will surely give justice to his chosen people who, watch this right here, who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? Sort of a rhetorical question. Um, assuming, uh, meaning, no, you're not going to keep putting them off. You say, so right here it tells me that I'm to be persistent with my prayers. That's exactly right. Um, well, how long do I have to be persistent? As long as you care about that particular issue. Well, when's God going to answer that? And you know we don't know the answer to that. Might it go on for a, a years? It might. Might it go on for a lifetime? It might. You know, there are some prayers that we have that, that we just... The point here that he's making is you need to pray, and if it's important, you need to pray continually and persistently. I'll give you an example. One of the things that you, some of you can relate to this, those of us who are parents. You, you know, one of the things you pray for consistently and with great persistence is your kids. Continue to pray for your kids. From the very time they're born until, you know, through all their little sicknesses and all their little colic and all the other little minor stuff, I know it looks minor from this, at this age, okay? Because then as they get older, they start dealing with other issues, and you start and you just pray for your kids all the time. One of, my, one of our continual prayers, you know, first thing, Charlie and I pray, pray, pray for the kids, you know? Don't know what they're up to right now, and they're married, and got kids, pray for them, and then pray for the grandkids. And, you know, that's one of those things you just continue to pray about, you know, all the time. Um, there are other issues possibly in your life, maybe illness, Maybe, uh, maybe a, a weakness, maybe a particular sin that continues to haunt you. You pray, and you just keep praying, and, and sometimes you say, it, it's not getting any better, Rich. Is it the way that I'm praying? No, it's probably not the way you're praying. Sometimes these things, sometimes these things take a long time. And you know what? There are no guarantees it's going to get answered the way you think it's going to get answered, that prayer, whatever it might be. So you've got to keep that in mind. And we get into trouble because we say, well, I'm not getting the result that I think I really need here. Well, the problem with that statement is you, not, you, you really don't know what you need. You need to pray. That's all you know. And God's going to do something. You still know what he's going to do. So the, the, the thing here is just this persistency. Yeah, you pray. Prayer is about you and God. Prayer, prayer is about an engaged mind. Prayer is about persistency, being persistent. Prayer has little to do with words. It has everything to do with one's attitude. That's what you have to, that's what you can't miss here. It has everything to do with one's attitude. That's what that film, that clip that we had, which I think one of our, I don't know, I don't have a rating system, but I think it's, it, it's one of our top, top videos because it just so illustrates the point of, 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 of just, you know, the righteous, self-righteous, oh God, you know. He's here, so I can't be too hard on him, but he's not really like that in public. He's an actor. Um, and, uh, and, then, and, then, and then the broken woman just, oh, God help me. Forgive me. I mean, it's such a great illustration of what we're talking about here. Prayer is about, 
It's about attitude. Let me show you. I'm going to read this, these verses to you again. Think about that video, okay? Steve read these verses. I'm going to read them from a different translation because, just because it helped make the point, I think. Then I want to show you one last quote uh, from, uh, from Bunyan. John, not Paul. Anyway, um, somebody, somebody said that to me after the early service. Paul Bunyan said, no, it's John Bunyan, okay? <laughs> Some people, yeah, I, I don't know if he was kidding or not. Anyway, <laughs> Luke chapter 18, think about that video. Think about Norb, uh, I mean, the guy, sorry. Think about the actor <laughs> and, and, and the lady and, and the different prayers, how it was going. Now, now listen to the story. Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned everybody else. Two men went to the temple to pray. One was a Pharisee. He used two extremes here for this culture. The Pharisee, the righteous of the righteous, and the tax collector, the scum of the earth, because that's how they made their money is by overcharging people, and, and, and they, were, they were just, it was just as, just the, you couldn't really get any scummier than this, all right? Slimier. So the Pharisee, the other was a despised tax collector. The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank God that I'm not a sinner like everybody else. I don't cheat. I don't sin. I don't commit adultery. I certainly not like that tax collector. I I fast twice a week. I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood at a distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his chest in sorrow saying, God, be merciful to me for I'm a sinner. I tell you this, I tell you this, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. It's such a great illustration. That's what God's looking for. It's not about, it's not about the words. It's about the attitude. Can I talk to God about how I really feel in words that may not sound very, absolutely. You're talking to God. You know, and he wants you to be honest. John Bunyan put it this way. When you pray, rather let your heart be without words than your words without heart. I love that. Rather let your heart be without words than your words without heart. May God give us the grace, the integrity, the honesty to pray authentically. Let's pray right now. God, thank you so much for your love, for your forgiveness, for the grace that you give each of us, and that you don't give us a prescribed method that we have to pray this way. You just want to hear our hearts. For that, God, we are so thankful. Not about a performance, it's just about crying out to you. And sometimes that's probably literally. So I pray that you would give us just the awareness that we need throughout the day. And our prayers would be just that authentic. We thank you for that. We thank you for the love that you have for us, that Jesus came and lived, suffered and died, and rose again to give us the ability just to, to talk to you. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen.